You are listening to the Inspire Her podcast. My name is Farron, and I'm so excited to bring in some inspiration, some amazing guests, and give you the tools you need to live your best life. Let's learn from each other, let's support each other, and let's inspire her. All right, welcome back to the Inspire Her podcast. I am so excited for today's podcast and so excited um, to have a new guest on. And I love women coming together and supporting other women. I love, I just love that whole idea. I love social media. I love the idea of tagging and sharing. And I, I truly feel that social media in, in a positive way has opened up the chance to meet and be inspired by other amazing people. And so I actually did this amazing photo shoot the other week and I go there and I'm all excited and I'm nervous and I'm, and I get asked to go and to put on these clothes and to try them on and then go take professional pictures. And before I go, um, Kelly of Act Clothed and Radiance, which is such an amazing company and she's so sweet, but she sends me these pictures of, she said, oh, this is who you're going to be there with taking pictures with. And I said, oh, okay. And I look at it and she sends me a picture of these two amazing women that I immediately, a part of me died inside. Like, oh my gosh, how, like I I'm going to go next to these girls. And I just was in awe of their bodies. And I was like, oh my gosh, they're amazing. And they're beautiful. And And so when I get there and I meet these women and immediately, you know, it's crazy because you put these people on a pedestal and you get so intimidated and then you meet amazing women and you stand next to them and you realize that everybody's just the same and we're all going through things. And, you know, we all have these feelings, but I started talking to this one girl there and she starts talking about her, you know, her body and how we've changed and, and that it's okay to love who you are. And immediately I thought inspire her podcast. I said, I need this girl on the podcast because everything she was saying was just hitting my soul and what everyone wants to hear and and women need to hear. So I am so excited to welcome Ebony Weber to the podcast and she is a pro bodybuilder and she's a wife, a mom, the founder of a touch of speed. She is seriously amazing. She's on your follow list. I'm so excited to have you on here, Ebony. Hi, how are you? Good, good. I'm so excited. I know, super exciting. <laughs> so, okay, so tell me, because this is really, for me, I, you know, I people, if they don't know you, you have to go look her up. But um, the picture, this girl sends me a picture of her and she looks rock star, complete rock star, amazing body. And, um, you know, it's crazy that you were like you said that you, you were talking about your pro bodybuilding like days and how you were doing it all the time. I mean, tell us your story. Yeah. So, um, just, just to give a little bit about me, um, I am a for, former collegiate, um, track and field athlete. Um, after that, I got into running. Um, I, I'm part of the running community here in Charleston for some time. And um, in 2014, uh, one of my uh, good friends, she was like, I think you should try bodybuilding. You have, you know, the physique, you know, for it, et cetera. So I had no idea what bodybuilding entailed, but I knew um, it was, it had something to do with lifting weights (laughs) or whatnot. So um, 
I did my research, um, you know, met with a couple of trainers, met with a couple of coaches to kind of see who was the best fit for me. Um, so I started training. Um, his name is Tony May. He was an absolutely awesome trainer. He trained out of Anytime Fitness off of Life and Road. Um, he's no longer training, but um, he was like an awesome trainer. I got with him. We started lifting um started seeing the changes in my body and I was like this is you know this is awesome but what one of the things I ended up um going to a another coach um well I ended up finding a coach simply because he could do the weightlifting things but he really didn't know all the rules and, and regulations for bodybuilding so I ended up um going with Trey Bennett um for my my coach um and I got into it and I, I did my first competition um, August of 2014. And I absolutely loved the body transformation, um, you know, and during that time, it, 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 I wasn't, you know, heavy, you know, or anything like that. I wasn't fat. I was larger than I, you know, was in college. Of course, I, I had two kids by then, right? Um but it would, it made me feel good. You know, I felt strong. I felt beautiful. I found sexy because I felt like, um, around 2011, I kind of was in a place after I had my second daughter where I wouldn't even look in the mirror. Um, because I just didn't like the way that I felt. Um, and that's when I started running and then, you know, with bodybuilding, um, it brought on a whole nother, um, I guess the way that I looked at myself, you know, um, it just made me feel better. You know, I felt, you know, like I said, I felt strong. It made me feel strong lifting up the weights, the um, definition in my muscles, the way that my body was starting to look. It was like, oh, I remember this, this girl, you know, I, I remember this body, you know. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of how I got into bodybuilding. Well, I think that's awesome. I mean, it's crazy. You said, so you had two kids at, and then you went into bodybuilding. Mm -hmm. I mean, cause I think, you know, for women, I think sometimes we have kids and then we think, or we get older and we think, okay, those years are over. Yeah. And, 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 you know, sometimes you do, because I think we get so wrapped up in our kids. Um, we get so wrapped up in our husbands. We get so wrapped up in everything that we should be as parents as um, significant others and we sometimes forget about ourselves but you know one of the things that I've learned throughout this whole process is we don't take care of ourselves we're really not that good to anyone else um, because we have to be happy as well to be able to um, help make other people happy it's the way that I look at it yeah I totally agree I totally I think that's probably one of like the biggest misconceptions with motherhood is that we think, you know, we have to be we're a mom and now we're second best. And I'm like, no, no, no. I feel like we have to be, you have to put yourself first sometimes. Well, yeah. most of the time. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> let's, let's talk about that a little bit as parents, as mothers. Um, and even if you don't have kids and you like a caretaker, a lot of times we feel guilty about, I'm on, I'm almost going to say selfish, you know, about feeling selfish about taking care of ourselves first. Um, because it does, you know, being a mother requires a lot of, we rip and run, we cook, we clean, we, you know, uh, we're a teacher, we are caregivers. We are so many things, right. 
But sometimes as, you know, as that role, we feel guilty. And sometimes you have to be selfish and you have to learn when to say, no, I need to take time out for myself. And I think that was something that I learned throughout that process eventually. Yeah. Cause you, I mean, with bodybuilding, how much time was that taking to do that? A lot. Um, my schedule was crazy. Like I would get up at like 3.30 in the morning, be at the gym at four, back home at six, make sure my kids get off to school. I do work. I have a job. I was at, you know, at my job by 7.30, 8 o'clock, um, got off of work, did whatever needed to be done. And I was back in the gym doing my second session. Um, so it was, and that was like that for four years straight, nonstop, nonstop, like, you know, and I was explaining to someone the other day, I, I probably spent 20 hours in a week in the gym. In the gym. But you know, it's so, it's such mindset too, because if you want something, then you're going to do it. If you want it bad enough, you'll, you'll find a way. You'll always find yeah. a way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so you did competitions too. Yes. So I competed up until um, 20, I want to say 2019, 2018, 2019. I can't remember because it seems like forever, but I know I haven't competed in two years. This will be, I think my second year not competing. Um, I went pro in 2017 and I think I did my pro debut in 2018 and I didn't compete in 2019 and 2020. Um, and I'm not competing this year because I have other goals in mind. Um, but yeah, so I competed and, and show after show and, you know, um, workout after workout, meal plan, meal prep after meal prep. Um, I wouldn't change anything because I learned so much. And I'm not saying that I won't compete again, but that's not my focus right now. Right. You know, I think one of the, the things that stuck out to me and you even have this in one of your posts, um, which it's actually on on a picture that I think you look incredible, but you're ta- your, your photo shoot that you did, and mm-hmm. you said that you felt uncomfortable for a while. You felt uncomfortable if you didn't look a certain way. And yeah. then you, you said, but I got past that phase in my life. And so I love it if you touch on that, because that's what you, you really like hit me hard with, you know, about just you have to, you love a different part of your body now and it's okay for your body to change. And I think people need to hear that. Yeah. So with competing, um, it is one of those things that you, it, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to call it strict because, and I don't want to say diet. I want to say fueling your body to be the best that it can be. And that's what you had to do with bodybuilding. You had to make sure that you were eating uh, the right amount of protein. You were eating the right amount of carbs, healthy carbs. You were eating your green veggies, you know, getting your water in and um, taking your vitamin A, B, C, and sometimes D for, you know, deficiencies and things like that. But it's one of those things that bodybuilding, um, I was thin, you know, my body fat was down. Um, I always had abs, you know, my muscle definition was very defined. Um, My curves were in my mind for my body, you know, almost perfection, you know, just something you will see out of a magazine, you know, and, and it made, it always made me feel good to be like, oh, I want to be in my competition body, you know, but at the end of the day, competition body in a sense is unhealthy. You can't sit at like a, as a female, a low body percentage for a long period of time. It's just unhealthy. 
And so um, when I, when I stopped bodybuilding, it was because I was tired of the meal plans. I was tired of the meal preps. I wanted to eat. If I only wanted to eat one meal a day, I wanted to eat one meal a day. But with that, it came. And if I didn't want to work out, I didn't want to work out, you know, but with that, it came the extra body fat. Um, And for a while, that played with me mentally. Um, It really did because it was like, oh my gosh, you know, what I'm gonna look like in my clothes, my belly is a little bit bigger. Um, my, my thighs are rubbing, you know, these were all of the things that I had in my mind, you know, my butt is a little bit bigger. Um, now my boobs have a little bit more fat in them, you know, and it, it really does play a mental game with you. And so I didn't ever want to be photographed looking like that because it was like, oh, you old frumpy, you fluffy. But then I got to the point where is girl, you was, you know, you was not like this all the time after your kids. So what's the problem now? And I got to the point where I had to kind of reintroduce myself to myself that no matter what, you're beautiful, no matter what, um, you kind of continue to love yourself. If you don't want to work out, it's okay. If you, um, if you want to go and eat a donut, it's okay. It's not the end of the world. If you don't go to the gym and lift for an hour. It's okay. It's not the end of the world. So I had to get to that point where it was okay for me mentally to, to accept my appearance beyond bodybuilding. Um, and like I said, it took some time because the photo shoot that I did at the beginning of January with Mel, I never probably would have did that um, if I wouldn't have gotten to that place. Cause a lot of times I'll take pictures. I cross my legs to make myself look smaller. I'll suck myself, my stomach in to make my waist look tinier and things like that. But at the end of the day, um, as a, as a person, as a being, I like to be realistic with myself and it's not, it's not a such thing as perfection in this world when it comes to a female body. Um, and I'm not going to compare to a male because male has different genetics set up to where they don't hold as much body fat as, the, as women because they don't have breasts. They don't have hips. They don't have, um, you know, uh, larger glutes. Um, so you really can't p- compare to a male body. So that's why I say the female body is not a such thing as perfection because it's hard work and dedication to look a certain way as a, a woman, unless you're just genetically small and you don't really gain a lot of weight. And that is the case for some women, but a, a, a female of my stature, I have a uh, athletic frame. Um, so my quads are always going to be big. My glutes are going to be a little bit larger. Um, genetically, I always have abs, no matter how much my body fat is. So I had to take all of those things in consideration and, and just say, love the skin that you're in now. You know, I'm not, I'm no longer, you know, this 20 year old, this 16 year old, I'm 40, you know, and I have to embrace the changes, you know, metabolism slows down. Um, I don't get to go to the gym. Um, and it's by choice. I don't, I don't want to go to the gym all hours, you know, 20 hours a week. I want to spend time with my kids. So it's sacrifices that you make, but you have to be okay with that and know that you're beautiful regardless. Uh-huh. Um, the world does not define beauty. You define your own beauty, no matter what that is. If we got stretch marks, that's okay. 
um, we have kids, you know. Um, if you don't have kids, you may have, um, you know, was larger and you lost weight and you had stretch marks. Embrace that. It's part of the journey. It's the part of the beauty of the body. Gosh. Yeah. You know, Ebony, I, after every podcast, I pull out like my favorite quotes from people and I'll put them up on Instagram and I, and I always will write like a little thing. I've been writing all over my paper. You have said about a hundred, you know, like mic drop quotes. I mean, you're just like, you said all the things that just like give you all the feels. I wrote down, you said, you know, you define beauty. The world doesn't define beauty. And that is just gosh, like you need, you need to go in a magazine and talk about this because, you know, I think that's one of the biggest parts for women is we just feel we, we, we play the comparison game. Like I love social media, but it's probably, you know, awful too, because it, it makes it easier to play the comparison game and to, you know, ju- let the world choose your beauty. And it's not that way at all. Yeah. But you know, something, um, and I, I say this and I say it out of respect, um, one of the things I stopped comparing myself simply because you don't know what that person is doing to look like that. They could be they could be in tip top shape, but they could be starving themselves. Mm-hmm. They could be in tip top shape, but they could be full of depression, hair falling out. You never know the back end story of a person's true reality, right? But what we always see is just that one picture, that one video, that one magazine shoot being. But in reality, they could be in misery. So one of the things that I, you know, comparison is one, and I agree, I used to do that too. Oh my gosh, you know, getting ready for a bodybuilding show. Oh my gosh, am I going to be prepared? This person looks phenomenal. They're going to, they, you know, but I never know what they did, you know, to get to that point. So one of the things that I learned along the journey is comparing yourself is a killer to your own existence, your own beauty, your own truth, your own worth, simply because you don't know their story. You don't know how they got there. You don't know what they're doing to get there. But as long as you know that you're doing everything that you can to feel good about yourself, that's all you got to worry about, you know? Um, That's so good. You know, yeah. Because we live in it today, we kind of live in a society where we feel like we need their approval. Right. You know, um, and at the end of the day, the only person that needs your approval is yourself. Oh, my gosh. So true. You know, so many people, um, you know, with being involved in fitness and people say like, what, you know, what, what do you think is my like goal weight or where should I be? And I always tell people, and I've been saying it for five years. I'm like, whatever weight you are, when you look in the mirror and you are like, damn, like you love yourself, that's your goal. Like where you look in the mirror and you, and you have a smile on your face, like that's your goal weight, like, and get and a healthy, like be healthy and love who you are. And that's all that matters. Yep. Yep. Because at the end of the day, why do you need validation from someone who, once again, you don't know what they've done to be where they are? Right. I'd rather be healthy in my right mind, um, comfortable in my own skin than seek validation of others. Oof, that is so good. And this means, honestly, this means so much coming from you. And I feel like this is why your message is so important for women to hear because you're 
you actually, you've done all the things you've had the kids, you've had the, all the different size bodies, you know, went to the competitions, you know, and then to come back and then be happy with who you are. So it's like coming from you, it's like means so much because it's like, gosh, you've been through it all. And this is what you see on the outside. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I also think it's so, it's funny because you say, you know, the, you talk about this photo shoot and that was the one you had to learn. And that's the picture that was sent to me that I was like, oh my God, she looks amazing. You know, like, so it's like, sometimes we look at ourselves differently, but meanwhile, there's a girl that's looking at you. That's like, oh my gosh, like she's incredible, you know? And like, we're always, you know, you have to see yourself from someone else's eyes sometimes. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So you, okay. So you're doing, you know, before, so you've done all of that, you did the competition, but you know, honestly, you're pretty awesome. You don't just stop there. You're like always doing things. So you're also the founder of a touch of speed. So you're taking your fitness and your health, I mean, and your health and you're helping people. This is a nonprofit. Yeah. 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 So, um, a touch of speed is a uh, nonprofit organization for youth athletes. Um, me being a coach training other track and field athletes or any other athlete that wants to work on speed, um, agility, performance, um, you know, that's kind of always been my passion. And so um, two years ago, um, I founded a touch of speed. And last year was our first year we were training and everything. And of course, like everything else, COVID stopped that. Um, but not only that, our organization is all about empowering our youth, ensuring that they understand that student becomes before an athlete. Um, education is important. You know, you can be the best athlete in the world, but you're not a marketable athlete. You're not a um, recruitable athlete if your grades are not where they need to be. And I just always feel that not everybody has that story where mom and dad can provide, you know, money for college. And, you know, um, athletics is a great way to provide a um, youth, a, a, you know, a youth individual or a, a kid an opportunity that they pr- probably wouldn't have had otherwise. So that is kind of what our organization is about. It's about giving back. It's about, you um, letting the youth know the importance of giving back, um, the importance of helping others, the importance of paying it forward. Um, so that's kind of what our organization is, is about. Um, we do have, you know, like I said, the track and field program. Um, this past fall, we launched our kids' Couch to 5K program. Oh. Um, yeah. And so, and I'm going to say it here first. Well, it's, it's live, but um, October 9th of this year, we will be hosting our very first 5k and kids one mile fun run. Oh, that's so, awesome. Yeah. So it's super exciting. I've been super busy with my team trying to get that together. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's, it's teaching our youth how to, um, you know, be involved in the community, like I said, giving back and stand on top of their academics. So super exciting things going on. We're training right now for our first competition, which will be April 10th um, in Columbia, South Carolina. We participate in USATF um, track and field as well as AAU. So it's super exciting. We have a good group of kids, um, a great coaching staff. So yeah, 
So that's what I do. Um, and part of part of my time. <laughs> you do a lot. <laughs> you do a lot. Sometimes you yeah. wake up at seven in the morning for photo shoots. Sometimes you're yeah. in Dragon Field. Yeah. Yep. And I still have to get my workout then. I'm training for um, Ironman Florida, oh. which will be November 6th. So I have to still get my workout in. Oh my gosh. You're doing an Ironman. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. That is literally the most bad A thing ever. Yeah. Like that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, just got to keep going. And, and I think I've told you before, I'm a, a volunteer uh, hurdle coach at Stratford High School. Oh my gosh. So, yeah. Okay. So, you know, I mean, so you are, you're over 40, right? I, I'm, I'm exactly 40. Oh, you're 40. Okay. So, cause I, you were saying when you got to your, when you got to 40 and then about body changing, so yeah. you're, you're 40 and you have mm-hmm. two kids, how many, you have two? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two girls. I, I mean, what, like, so for every woman listening, that's like, you know, I feel like you just don't stop. And you know, like your advice, like if you could end with just like your advice for just for a woman who's just, uh, you know, you kind of get to this peak or you get to 40 and you think, okay, well, you know, this is it. I'm just going to stay where I am. You're like, no. Yeah. I think my last word for any woman that gets to this point, just know that whatever your dream is, is one step away from a reality is just how bad you want it. Mm. You know, it, it is dreams come true because we can work to make them come true. It, you can either make an excuse or you can make it happen. I prefer to make it happen. I love it. I love it. Okay. So where can people, cause like now you're on the next, like to be watched list. So you've all the things going on. Where can everybody find you? Um, so, um, they can always follow, uh, my nonprofit, which is a touch of speed on Instagram. Um, it's a touch of speed 19 on Facebook. It's a touch of speed one on Twitter. They can also follow my personal, um, Instagram, which is Ebony C. Weber, which they can come along for all of my crazy Peloton workouts, my outdoor workouts. And I start my swimming routine next month. Oh my gosh. You're awesome. You're so awesome. Well, Ebony, I can't thank you enough for like giving your time and giving all the inspiration. I know this is going to inspire so many women, you know, to just, just go for it. And, and I, and I think this hits on every, you know, especially like body image, everything that women can go through, you hit on every single subject. And I am so thankful for you to like, to do this for us. Awesome. Thank you, Baron. I, I truly, truly, truly appreciate the opportunity to speak with you and had the pleasure of meeting you as well as purchasing your awesome journal. <laughs> oh, thank you. I, well, I'm going to see you more now because I'm going to be coming to this 5k. I, I wrote it down. I was like, 5k, bring the kids. So yeah. um, I'm excited. I'm really excited to support you in all of this. I really think what you're doing is life-changing and you just have such a great personality. And I know this podcast is going to inspire so many people. So I hope that you all listen, follow Ebony, follow her on all her platforms. Let's support this movement and what she's doing for others. I truly think that supporting other women that are out to inspire the world and to make a difference absolutely matters. So thank you, Ebony. I hope you have a great day and I'll see you later. Thank you. Thank you for having me. 
Thank you so much for listening to the Inspire Her podcast. Make sure you share it with your friends, tag me on Instagram, Insta Stories, or Facebook, and let's inspire her together.